So, hey, welcome back, everybody, to um, the uh, Who Dat Jedi podcast. And this is our week two of our quarantine editions. Um, so we are from remote locations. Um, we're either in Gentilly or Uptown or we are in Kenner. No, Metairie. 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 Yeah, you're, you grew up in Kenner, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And you're just gradually making your way east, right? Yeah. I'll, by the time I retire, I'll be next to the river. You know, by the time you retire, you'll be in like Seidel. Is that what? Something like that. <laughs> uh, I'll overshot the city. So, yeah. Anyway, I, won't. No, I was just going to tell a story. I'm not going to tell that story. All right. So, hey, let's uh, go on. It's uh, So, hope everybody's doing well, um, being cooped up in your houses, and hope you're staying healthy. It looks like the three of us, we're on a video chat. You can't see that because it's an audio podcast. But looks like three of us are relatively healthy. Dave, Fredo, everybody in your family is keeping good? Yeah, so far, yeah. Yeah, just going to say that nodding for a podcast that doesn't make for good podcasting. Yeah. So I did up, say yeah. Don't help either. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I gave my my standard Midwestern yep. Yeah. yeah. So far, so good. No, nobody's caught anything. That's actually been the hardest part. Is you know telling seventy something year old adults the the riot act and telling them, okay, no, you got to stay home. <laughs> you act. You, you know, got to stay home. You know, my dad actually made the comment, said he's getting tired of people reminding him how old he is, you know, <laughs> and, and you know, the thing is, my dad was in the hospital at, you know, around Christmas time with, mm-hmm. I mean, he was on a ventilator, he was intubated, and he was in ICU and all that stuff. And I told him, you know, a couple of days ago, I said, you know, don't want you to have to go through it at all. But thank God you went through it back then and not now, dad. He's like, yeah, no kidding. And, you know, he was his normal course him being quarantined is not all that or you know stay at home mandates or whatever the heck they're doing is not that big a deal for him because i mean he wakes up he goes to morning coffee and then he comes home and he watches gun smoke and watches tv and takes a nap and he stays at home you know um so his life hasn't been too disrupted but you know it's like he wanted to go to morning coffee and i was you know i was like you know dad i said you hadn't have just been in the ICU and on a ventilator, you know, in December, then I'd probably say go for it. But, you know, probably not. No. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, all our family is doing well. So knock on wood. Um, but, uh, you know, sad news. We had, we have a mutual friend whose grandfather passed away from it today. So mm-hmm. uh, it's hitting pretty close to home. Uh, one of Brittany's students, her dad is, and a medical-induced coma as well. So mm. that's a. Uh, so yeah, things are hitting a little close to home, but not within our bloodline. So, um, like I said, just keep knocking on wood. But anyway, so that's enough of that sadness. How are you guys keeping yourselves uh, occupied? How's working from home going? Mm. Dave, oh, it's uh, it's barrel monkeys with uh, three kids, but. Uh... <laughs> We're doing all right. Um, the homeschooling side of it is the most difficult part of it. Um, and because we got three kids that are about two grade levels apart, roughly, from each other. I mean, we've got a kid in pre K, we got a kid in uh, first grade, and we got a kid in second grade. So they're all at vastly different um, levels. So you can't just like say, oh, you all do the same thing for the next 30 minutes. That doesn't work at all. So you have constantly having to do that and figuring out okay 
while so-and-so's on the laptop, I can put this other one over here doing the worksheets, and I can have the four-year-old coloring, and and then you got to mix it up, you know, a half hour <laughs> later because you're going to get bored with whatever they're doing. So, and then that is in the in the business we call that differentiated instruction. Yeah, <laughs> it's, um, and it does it makes your head blow up. But anyway, keep going. Oh, I was just going to say, like, as long as everyone's taking care of their business you can make it work. But if one person drops the ball, the whole thing just falls apart and it's, it's not pretty. You have to train Lucy to growl or bark when they get off task. <laughs> yeah, maybe just a sharp bark. Yeah, just rat them out, you know. To, uh... So cool, Fredo, how's working from home going for you? Uh, pretty all right. I mean, realistically, a lot of my functions I can do from home, uh, by and large, like, you know, calling patients, calling people, talking to people. I can do that over the phone as much as I can do it in person. Uh, the bigger concern is, obviously, I can't. we can't have our clinics like we normally do at the hospital because right now the hospital is like, uh, unless you have a dire need to be here, we want none of you here. So uh having to learn how to do teleconferences and televisits lucy uh yeah the lucy does joined our podcast try right. she's being very chill about it she looks like she's watching tv <laughs> no she's just hanging out uh, i think she's uh though if you hear a very very loud series of barks it will she will be the culprit this evening uh, like we haven't heard barks on this podcast before. But. <laughs> She's trying to get closer to Luna. She's trying to see if Luna can come to the can come come to the uh, to the camera. Uh, but uh, otherwise, pretty much straightforward. I mean, has you no know, hasn't impacted me as much in terms of work, except for that one big aspect. I ordered a standing desk today. It's going to be here on Monday, so they say, because mm -hmm. my my shoulder and. Um, neck just were killing me. I'm just like, oh, I, I can't, you know, if we're going to be here for a while, you know, so I moved the desk into my Star Wars room and that's fine. It, you know, it, it fits just fine and everything like that. But I just need to be able to stand and work because that's at my co working place. I have a standing desk. Um, and that helps. That helps. And I will recommend to everyone who is listening is having to work from home, change your location like every one to two hours, even if it's moving to a different seat in the room that you're in, go sit on the front porch, go, you know, work in the kitchen. That helps. Um, you know, it, actually when I'm at, when I'm at my coworking place, I switch from sitting and standing every, every hour. Um, and it helps go, you know, it helps keep me energized, but, uh, but working at home, yeah, you got to, change locations so but that's not what this podcast is about but um so besides working home what are you guys doing in the evenings because we live in new orleans where you go to bars and festivals and see your friends so how are you dave you guys had a snow cone party or snowball party uh <laughs> yesterday yeah we bought this snow cone machine for uh, harper's birthday which is coming up we're gonna have a birthday party which has now been shelved or at least postponed. Um, so we had this snow cone machine. And we're like, well, we should use it. So, uh, yeah, we've been uh, 
every now and then it's a special treat you know the kids have a good day we'll break out the snow cone machine and uh, rock some snow cones and, and if it's a bad day they got to go in the backyard and pick up lucy stuff <laughs> <laughs> something like that yeah but yeah uh, i mean we were playing um gosh uh i'm reading the ahsoka novel now um i read that like, it's not too bad yeah um <clears throat> i thought it would be timely given where we are with clone wars so um yeah i'm, I'm really curious to see how that uh, novel ends and how our story ends in clone wars and how well it all mesh meshes cool Fredo, what are you doing to keep yourself uh uh, uh basically just uh been uh playing a lot of video games trying to run out playing doom eternal which came out last week which if you played the doom that came out three years ago and change is so much fun i mean it's just it's speed it's you don't stop you just keep going reload shoot reload shoot and they even made it so uh it's even more visceral and more vicious you know, you almost feel sorry for killing so many demons, but they're demons, so you know you're all right, and you know ripping them apart and turn them into bloody bits. So, uh, besides that, uh, listening to uh, trying to catch up with a lot of music that I ain't caught up in a long time. So just listening to going on Spotify, finding out okay, somebody's best of 2019 list, best of whatever list, just listening to that stuff. Just kind of gotta reconnect. Go okay, this is what's trending right now. This is what people think it's good. So it's like. Yeah, just kind of trying to, you know, get out of the old man mindset of thinking. Yeah, I'm kind of excited. Uh, tomorrow, the new Earl Jam album drops. Mm -hmm. So I'll be, uh, I've heard one of their songs off there, so I'm kind of interested in that. So yeah. Music is a good thing for people right now, too. Like, if you, it's easy to kind of lose sight of that. You're just busy working or busy dealing with your kids or whatever. Um, put some music on. It lightens the mood. It cheers you up. It makes you feel better. And the news is the uh, one trick pony right now. It's just, you know, I, the line that keeps coming in Ed, is the, you know, the opening line from uh, Sunday, Bloody Sunday. You know, I can't believe the news today. Mm -hmm. I close my eyes and make it go away. So, you know, it, it's a, uh, uh, so yeah, I would agree put on music. And, do other things so yeah i was gonna say one more thing i've been kind of doing this uh besides music is podcast uh, there's a new podcast that uh also sold uh, reporter um, newscaster tan trong is doing called uh, new orleans unsolved it's about this unsolved murder mystery and uh, it's rather interesting and rather good very serious topic very serious material uh, not not up not for the whole family but really well done so um, normally, you know, we do trivia, and I'm the keeper of the cards, so it's kind of unfair, because otherwise it's just me asking Fredo a question, me asking Dave a question, because I can cheat, you guys can't. However, I promise I haven't turned this card over. I saw a question that I am stumped on. So it's, we're going to see what the three of us can come up with. And okay. the question is, what character in the carbon freezing chamber shrieks i'm not ready to die do, do we do you guys know this answer yes 
nodding. I, I, this one, I don't know why this one's stumping me. And that was funny because Dave looked to his right, which made him look like he was looking at Fredo. That was funny. Uh, <laughs> no, he was looking. I thought he was looking like, at Lucy. This is like the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Um, so, Dave, do you know the answer to this? I think so, yeah. Why I'm I'm like stumped on this. So Fredo, what's the answer? Three p.m. In the carbon freezing chamber. When was he in the carbon freezing chamber? When he's being carried by Chewbacca. By Chewbacca. Remember when he starts throwing uh, tantrum because they're gonna put Han Solo in, and uh, you know they're gonna oh, shoot oh, him. Oh, he's like, okay. I'm no, sorry. No, this, no, this I'm not is... ready to die. Oh, okay, I, I'll give you that. But this, so this is a poorly written question. Then I'm I'm. Because I'm imagining like Han Solo was in the carbon freezing chamber. The rest of them were all standing in a room, you know. So that wasn't the <laughs> uh, poorly written question. All right. Well, but there were two characters uh, that w entered the actual chamber, right? Right. Luke and yeah. Han. Right. And neither one. Of course, there's a, there's a Clone Wars episode where you know um, Anakin, Obi Wan, Rex, and I think one other. Free carbon freeze themselves so they can sneak through, yeah, like the, separatist, uh, um, you know, banners or whatnot. So they're that saying that kind of retconned, you know, Vader knowing that Han would survive and blah blah blah. But anyway, wasn't that character Echo? Because I want to say that's when they infiltrate the uh, the Citadel. The Citadel. I think that's the only right. way. That's the only way they could get past these scanners for. Uh, that the separatists had put in place to prevent uh, troopers or whatever to get in. So anyway, yeah, kind of fun. I've actually been watching a couple Clone Wars episodes recently. Um, but uh, here's here's another question. Um, I, I will give you each one of your own. So, um, Dave, who's the first character in Empire Strikes Back to say, may the Force be with you? All right, so we're going to have dead air, and I'm going to edit this out. Because it's going to take me a minute to even come up with a guess. Um, you could always put in the Jeopardy music, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, we can always play it up a little bit. Play our theme music, so it's just there, you know. Wow. Uh, I'm going to say Luke Skywalker. It is Luke Skywalker. Very good. Because he says it when they're parting <laughs> ways off of I Hoth, I think. I believe so. Yeah. All right. Alfredo, oh, let's see. Some of these are too easy. I can't give them to you. Come on. <laughs> um, I'll totally take them. So, okay. Well, we'll go with this. Man, these are all too easy. I'm sorry. But it, all too easy. But anyway, um, all right. Where does Uncle Owen tell Luke to have R2-D2's memory erase? Where does he tell Wait. him to go? Where does he tell Luke to go to have R2-D2's memory erased? It's not Tashi Station, I know that much, because he doesn't want him wasting time with his friends. Uh, oh, wow. Hmm. You're going to have to edit all this data because I may not be able to come up with an answer here. What is it? Anchorhead. I tried to Anchorhead to get there. Yeah, yeah, there's only like there's only like two towns in uh, Tatooine. In Tatooine on that movie. So, well, um, well, no, because there's also most Espa, but we haven't met and seen that. In, well, I'm in, saying in the in that movie. In right, that movie. right. Um, 
Oh, and by the way, you guys, the great meme that showed uh, yeah, a couple of ago, I found was like, you know, Darth, you're, you know, practicing social distancing. He said pre-COVID um, forced choke, and, you know, shows him choking, you know, Captain Antis. And then, you know, after COVID, he's, you know, choking the um, Imperial uh, Admiral on the Star Destroyer, but from like six feet away. And then the most recent one shows him, you know, it said, and work from home forced choke. <laughs> and he's, you know, in his, when he chokes out Admiral Ozzel, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, uh, so in a previous episode, we've talked about um, Screen Rant before, and I ranted on Screen Rant. I can't remember what that was all about, but anyway. Uh, but every now and again, things come across my feed, and, and I, this one was kind of interesting, and it was um, 10 canceled projects that were really promising. And on this list, we, you know, we were talking about it beforehand, and there's some that's kind of a little misleading because they mentioned the Ryan trilogy, and that has not officially been erased, right? It's, it, oh. it's still possible that that's a go, right, Dave? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what we've heard is that it's uh, – because um, there's been like three or four comments that he has made to the media when he gets asked about it that seem to contradict one another where it sounds like, Oh, it might be canceled. And then the next comment he'll make, it sounds like, Oh, it's still on. Um, so until we get any kind of actual word from Lucasfilm um, or one of the major trades reports on it, it's still technically out there as a possibility. Yeah. And so, and so some other things on this list are very, uh, very applicable to what we've been talking about on this podcast, for example, uh, James Mangold's Bo Boba Fett spinoff. There's supposed to be either a movie, or you know, one of the anthology standalones, or a um, maybe even the. Uh, well, I guess what well, they it then shifted into a um, supposed to be a most Eisley movie, um, which would be kind of a. Uh, solo two slash Boba Fett movie, but I think what ended up happening is it just became the Mandalorian, right? I mean, you can't really have a Boba Fett movie and the Mandalorian. People would just be confused, wouldn't they? Well, three probably wouldn't, but you know, <laughs> well, my dad would. well, here's the question: If it's a movie, you might be able to get away with it. Uh, I mean, Mangold is has done the Wolverine. He did Logan. He just did the. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari. So he has the ability to kind of blend styles and make something unique. Uh, but the question becomes, does Disney want to put out another project that's similar in nature yeah. at the same time? And realistic, I mean, if, if it's a movie, you might get away with it. Because you can put, say, the Boba Fett movie in the summer, and then The Mandalorian comes out in the fall, and they're not competing against one another. So let's let's keep talking about Boba Fett because another one on the list. We're not going through the whole list, but another one, and it's appropriate to what's going on in the Clone Wars right now. But it's uh, the video game Star Wars thirteen thirteen, mm -hmm. which yeah. uh, there was a screen cap that came out that showed it was you were going to be able to play as Boba Fett. So you guys, this might be what was that whole thing about? Uh, so Star Wars 1313 was a video game that was being developed by LucasArts. It was in the style similar to uh, Uncharted, so it's action-oriented. It wasn't going to be as um, as heavy as heavily based on Jedi or Force powers, at least 
not at the start that we could see. The whole idea is you're playing the part of a kind of a smuggler that goes in deep into the underground, into the underlevels of Coruscant, and you get involved in the battle between the gangs there. Uh, Lucasfilm's actually, I'm sorry, Lucasfilm's, Lucas Arts had actually taken it to a pretty good level of development. And then it was close to being completed, but it happened right around that time that Disney bought everything under the Lucas banner, shut down LucasArts, and just canceled the project entirely. So the only thing that's out there has been, there were a couple of videos that were released ahead of uh, E3, whatever that year was, but that was it. Yeah, that was the biggest casualty, I'd say, or at least the most famous casualty of the Disney merger. Mm -hmm. That's true. And uh, the whole the whole title thirteen thirteen is you know there's also a reference in the most recent uh, episode of Clone Wars uh, that mm -hmm. just came out last week and you know it's because uh, Ahsoka lands in level thirteen thirteen of Coruscant which is way down below the surface and it's kind of the quote unquote underworld of Coruscant so um, so yeah that was a uh, that was kind of interesting. Um, uh, skip over a couple other ones because it's kind of old news. Um, let's do. Let's keep with uh, video games because you guys are are big gamers. Um, Knights of the Old Republic three. Did you know that was uh, supposed to be a thing? Uh, yeah. Uh, basically, what happened is start of what was two thousand maybe in two thousand four to two thousand early yeah Christmas two thousand four. Yeah. yeah, when you got Knights of the Old Republic 2 that came out, and that one ends on a cliffhanger, and you're like, well, wait a minute, what happened? And then you're you're expecting a Knights of the Old Republic 3. But what ends up happening there is basically um, Lucas Art uh, made a deal with uh, Bauer, Soft Bioware, which is the video game publishing company, and they developed an MMORPG similar in the vein of uh, World of Warcraft this one called the old republic so basically they shifted all their story and all the production to an mmorpg which you pay a subscription fee you design your character you play against other people it's fun but it's not the story driven element that the first two games had oh, no, i know i kind of laughed because you were talking about how you know there is there's two you know there's Knights of the Republic one and two, and you're expecting a third, and it never happened. It's kind of like you know National Treasure, anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Which actually, there's a third coming out apparently. So, um, but yeah, so that was on the list. And the last one that I want to mention is kind of interesting. Um, it was called Star Wars Detours, and I'll, I'll read from Screen Rant's page here. It said uh, Lucas Lucasfilm hired a team behind Robot Chicken to write an animated comedy series about regular people in the galaxy whose lives were comically affected by the events of Star Wars Saga. Production on the series, which was titled Star Wars Detours, began in 2012, right before Disney bought Lucasfilm. 39 episodes were finished and ready to air, with another 62 scripts already written. However, the Mouse House postponed the series indefinitely in 2013 because it wasn't in line with their brand. I think that would have been awesome to watch i really like the robot chicken uh star wars episodes that have aired they're really funny um and a lot of them take that kind of direction with it where it's like oh innocent bystander 
just you know watch somebody get their arm chopped off or something and how did that affect them yeah. uh, and they take it in a lot of interesting funny directions and i like um Aaron, you brought up from a certain point of view on this podcast a couple of times. It's kind yeah. of reminis- reminiscent of that, um, yeah. which I which I like. Um, and so, yeah, I think it was a big loss. But I think sometimes, I mean, there's it. In, sometimes it seems like there can be no irreverence in Star Wars. It's like I'm surprised that the robot chicken stuff got the blessing, you know, that it did. And got the access that it did because it is so irreverent, you know. Um, and I mean, just I mean, it's toilet humor and it's, you know, just it pokes fun at the entire concept and story of Star Wars. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm kind of surprised that 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 actually went on. But then since they let that, why don't they let this? That would, you know, for Disney to say it was off brand, it's like. Uh, Come on. I think there's going to have to be an element of Disney at some point. And I think they're going to face it with this whole Marvel, you know, aspect that, you know, they're going to, there's going to be some dark Disney stuff, you know, that is not, you know, disclaimer, this is not Mickey Mouse, you know, but, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be R rated, but, you know, I don't know. Well, they've handled the IP of Star Wars with kids gloves so far. Um, They've been very careful with it. Um, I'd say less so or more, more careful with it than they have been with Marvel. Um, with Marvel, they've kind of let people push boundaries and do interesting things. Um, with Star Wars, it's been very, uh, walking on eggshells. <laughs> Let's not screw this thing up. Because I'm not a big, a big comic book person. Um, is it, be- but I do know that like a lot of, you know, different um, different comics have, you know, oh, that's this universe of Spider-Man or that's this universe or that's this storyline or that's that storyline, you know? So do you think fans of Marvel are a little bit more pliable to, you know, okay, these things can happen. Whereas Star Wars, it's like we get into arguments about what's canon. You know, do you think we're, that fan base is a little bit more, you know, type A, if you will? Maybe. Um, but it's I don't know if it, that's enough of the case to justify being so petrified of damaging the brand um, to the degree that you're like, well, we can't have a reverence. Um, well, guess what? I mean, Taika Waititi was just rumored to be getting his own movie. Um, and you're going to get a reverence if you bring in Taika. So, um, you know, it, it seems a little... Silly to me. Well, and well, what's interesting is that that you know, there's a level of silliness and a level of humor that's always been in Star Wars. So, acknowledging that and letting that happen, letting that happen naturally, is good. But I think it because there's it's almost like there's a ton of pressure that they felt that they have to get each step right, and it's almost like it's backfired on them because instead of creating a dynamic where everybody's on the same page or where they're allowing something silly to happen. They're kind of trying to course correct midstream. So that's why you end up with, you know, oh, we're going to take Solo away from Lord and Miller. Oh, we can't do this. we got to correct what Ryan Johnson did here and correct move it there. And it's almost like 
it's fine if you make a mistake as long as you have an intention and a goal in mind. And sometimes I think they're so afraid of making any mistake that all they can do is make one. They almost set themselves up to fail. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's a good point. So, well, anyway, like I said, so you can go on Screen Rant and find that. Just do a search for Star Wars and you'll, pardon me, eventually find the, uh, find the list. But um, just kind of, there's other things on there that, you, you know, you can see what you think. Um, but in the news, and I'll toss this over to Fredo, because in the news we had some casting um, announcements. It's, it's kind of funny when you're on Twitter and you see something trending, and I saw Ahsoka Tano was, or Ahsoka was trending. I'm like, why is Ahsoka trending? I'm, I mean, yeah, there's a new Clone Wars episode, but there's not that many net nerds, you know. But uh, Oh, yes, there are. It it turned out. I'll like so I'll toss it over Fredo for these two casting uh, things. Well, here. the the first one has been I think confirmed. It's uh, uh, what's her name? Ahsoka Tano is going to be in season two of The Mandalorian. And Rosario she, Dawson. Rosario Dawson is going to be portraying her, which at first glance, my first reaction was like, wow. And by the way, I don't think it's been officially confirmed. I mean, Variety is reporting on it, so it's not like my Uncle Bob's blog is, you know, posting this. So there's some pretty heavy trade publications. But, I mean, Lucasfilm, I don't think, has said, yeah, that's right. We're sorry. But anyway. You know, because that that makes a point. I mean, if it's on Variety or The Hollywood Reporter, you're like 80 90% there. That is true. But you're right. It's not 100% because it's not coming from the mouth of Lucasfilms. But I thought when... um, when they announced it, I was like, it's interesting because this is going to be the first of the Star Wars animated characters that's going to transition to live action. You know, by and large, we haven't seen any of the other characters. We haven't seen Cad Bane. We haven't seen uh, Rex. We haven't seen uh, Ezra. And so it's interesting that they're picking Ahsoka, which is a fan favorite to go first. It also makes sense from the standpoint of where we think the story of the Mandalorian is going. Right, you know, that's what I was saying. I mean, it's like, you know, so the the armorer said that the Mandalorian has to, you know, take baby Yoda to his people, which doesn't necessarily mean, you know, the Yoda species. It means the Jedi. And there's only, at this point, two, maybe three, quote-unquote, Jedi that are running around. So, (laughs) you know, unless you're going to bring Mark Hamill, which... I don't know how that would work, you know, but um, uh, it's got to either be Ahsoka or uh, or Ezra. Right. The other thing I kept thinking of was Ahsoka, when we last see her at the end of Rebels, this is a couple of years before uh, A New Hope. And now we're running at a run about a decade no, or so. At the, at the end of Rebels, you see her at the end of uh, Return of the... It was after okay. the Battle of Endor. Uh, so her and Sabine are going off on their let's go find Ezra thing. Right. Which which makes me wonder, and Dave, you know, this is kind of like, you know, you and I and Kate have talked about it's like we we want to see the Thrawn Ezra, you know. So are we going yeah. to also see, first of all, Sabine, you know, um, because this, you know, right about the time, like I so said, they're going on their treasure hunt to find Ezra. Are we going to see Ezra? Are we going to, is Thrawn going to come into being? I don't know. These are all possibilities, but I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. They are. And when we, it's funny, we had a episode a few, a uh, few weeks back where we were talking about cat, the Cassian Andor series. And we were like, well, any rebels characters make an appearance in that show. And we weren't even thinking about, uh, um, the Mandalorian necessarily. It, uh, but the timeline, it does match up with what you're talking about because of the, that is spoiler alert. That's how rebels ends. They flash forward, um, roughly a decade, um, and show where these characters are after the conflict has ended. And, um, and you know, part of it is we're going to go find Ezra and in doing that, we're going to track down Ahsoka first. Um, and it's a really poignant moment in the series, and it's a really powerful ending. Um, and now, here we go. Now she's back. Um, and it does really immediately call, call into question, are we going to get more Rebels characters now? Um, because this is roughly the same time period. Mm -hmm. And we're talking Dave Filoni, who can write, you know, knows these characters inside and out. Yep. Yes, indeed. Yeah. You know, the, the Ahsoka one makes a lot of sense. Um, and I, I know that people were, uh, the, the person did the voice for Ahsoka, you know, and does the, the voice, uh, Ashley Eckstein. Um, you know, people are really bummed that she didn't get cast. But when you look at a picture of Rosario Dawson and look at a picture of Ahsoka Tano, you know, it's like, it, it's almost like Rosario Dawson was used as a model. I mean, just facial structure, you know, uh, and even her voice, I think she'll be able to get real close to it. What we know Ahsoka's voice to be. Um, but of course it'll also be an older Ahsoka. So all of our voices drop, you know, in timbre. Um, but anyway, no, I thought, it was, I thought it was a good, it was an exciting casting thing. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. So, uh, I remembered was... there being oh. a, oh, I'm sorry. I was just oh, going to go say, no, I just, a year ago, maybe it was even earlier than that. I remember there being like this fan push for Rosario Dawson in the role. And I remember people, um, defending Ashley. And so there was like Rosario versus Ashley debates going on at, at that point. And it was just, like at that point, just like a rumor or something the fans had started. So it's fascinating that um, this this last fall they would have been filming this stuff with her, presumably. If they're announcing it now, I mean, they're not announcing it, but if it's being reported now for season two, they filmed season two right. already. So it's interesting to think, like, did that – did somebody catch wind of that happening early and decided to float it, see what the fans would think? Uh, I don't know, but it, um, it's been around for a while. I just wanted to make that point uh, yeah, that yeah, this yeah, could yeah. happen. Uh, and, yeah, now it's happening, and she does have that physical resemblance. You know what was uh, – um, it, it's interesting because I, I totally understand the people who are like, you know, they want – Ashley Eckstein, because that that voice is and her and what she has put into Ahsoka Tano um, has made that character just as much as what Filoni has written, and I can kind of understand that. It's like that when somebody I heard heard say, "Hey, you know, um, in the Mandalorian, we should have 
you know, in season two, you could have Han Solo. And let's bring in, you know, uh, oh God, who's the guy who did played Han Solo in the movie, in the in the movie Solo? What's oh, Alden Ehrenreich. Alden yeah. Ehrenreich. Have, have Alden Aaron come into it, and and me, Aaron, was going no, 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 because, and we talked about it in previous episodes. It's like between episodes four and nine, there's only one person who can be Han Solo, and that's Harrison Ford. You know, I just I will not buy anybody else. You can't. We, have to, we talked about it on the last episode, so I don't want to rehash it. So I understand the people who are like, you know, Ashley Eckstein is their Ahsoka, and so it's, it's it'll be. And it's not like we're just talking about a bit character. This is a pretty important character. Mm -hmm. So anyway, it'll be fun to see if that's if that turns out to be true. So, uh, right. what other character has come from the past to? play a future you know I'm, I'm trying to make a reference and it's not working but anyway go well, ahead well the thing is it's not we're not this not this is if if uh rosario as, as ahsoka is 80 percent there the next rumor is maybe 50 percent there because it's only been reported by a number of fan sites uh regarding casting michael bean in the mandalorian as potentially a bounty hunter or a character they, you know, they're speculating as to what his role could be. But, uh, you know, it makes sense. He's one of these character actors, very similar to Carl Weathers, very similar to uh, uh, Nick Nolte, you know, guys with some name and who have done everything from the Terminator. He's done everything from the Terminator, Tombstone, Aliens. So yeah, he's a he was Johnny Ringo in Tombstone. When I saw when I saw he was cast as I said as a bounty hunter, and air mm -hmm. quotes works just as well on a pot, on a podcast. Let me tell you, um, but it, they they said he was cast bounty hunter. What if let's go way back to it, one of the first episodes we were talking? You know, we talked about this. What if he is Cad Bane? Could be. Because, I mean, because Nolte was in this first season, and he didn't look like Nick Nolte unless you squinted your eyes. I mean, it was it was a voice that I mean, they used a little bit of Nick Nolte's face, but they, he was an ugnot. But mm -hmm. what if what if you got because man, he's I mean, yeah, everybody's been touting him about in Terminator, but you know, he was a cool cat in Tombstone, you know, mm -hmm. as Johnny Ringo, and I could see that transferring to Cad Bane. You know, and using some digital, you know, trickery to to make the face. I don't know. What do you think? I'm just speculating, just spitballing. Aaron, you're raising my expectations. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did I did I get you a little giddy there, Dave? Yeah. Well, season two, there are all these casting rumors and reports that are just um, exciting, and so I, you know, I try not to. Try not to raise my expectations too much, but yeah, that would be amazing. Um, any, you know, any kind of major character like that. And in my mind, he is a major character. I know he wasn't in the movies, um, but that would be tremendous to see somebody like that. Uh, um, we know Bosk is going to appear because Bosk has to appear. Um, we now have Ahsoka. Um, who were the others? Wasn't there, wasn't there another character actor that had been announced? I don't know. I have to go look that up now. I know they said that Bill Burr is coming back for season two. So, you know, after we left him trapped in that cell, 
at the end of episode five or six, maybe six. You know, he's coming back. So it's, it's interesting. Sorry, this is on a tangent because uh, th- as we're talking about the Mandalorian, uh, Resistance broadcast, um, you know, the other uh, podcast that listened to uh, uh, one of their guys, they were talking about who, if, if you were forced to, the question he had to answer was, if you were forced to, which would you kill, Chewbacca or Baby Yoda? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, man, sorry. Talk about a tough question. We're not going to get into that right now. But, um, uh, you know, the thing I worry about with these things, like, hey, we're bringing Ahsoka. Hey, you know, people, we're talking about Cad Bane. I mean, they haven't announced any of that. But, um, you know, here comes Bosk. And here comes some other things. Are, are, I, I don't want this to become a live-action Clone Wars. You know what I mean? Let's keep it, let's, you know, it. the Mandalorian was great, you know, because it was familiar, yet new and i don't want it to become you know you know the the new scooby-doo episodes where they're with you know batman and robin or you know the harlem globetrotters uh rest in peace curly neil uh but so, you, know, you know uh let me let me stop real quick because i did just look deadline confirmed that michael bean has joined so let's move that rumor from 50 percent to the same 80 90 percent we're giving ahsoka Tano. So it seems like uh, Michael Bean is going to be in Mandalorian season two. Right on. There you have it. There you have it. But yeah, like I said, I just, I don't want it to become a, you know, what, uh, what cameo are we have this week type of an episode, you know, type of a series. Um, but, um, you know, we know the armor is coming back. So I know that one. Um, but yeah, I, I feel you. I think there's well, a. I was gonna say. I think there's a balance that needs to be struck between introducing new characters, uh, bringing in characters that you're establishing the show, and allowing some of these ancillary characters of, or major characters from other parts of the saga to kind of jump in. And you don't want it to become okay. We're gonna reference Rebels. We're gonna reference Clone Wars. We're gonna reference the movies. You want it to be its own thing. But because it's so interwoven, I don't think you can avoid those characters kind of stepping in. Yeah, and I still go back to, I know I've said this before, if we're going to bring back Bosk, I mean, we're going to have Bosk. And why the hell didn't we just have IG-88? Why do we make the point of going, no, 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 IG-11? Not IG-88, you know, and the rest of us are all going, shut up, it's IG-88. Anyway, um, <laughs> but I digress. So uh, so those are our cat rumors, and we're, but we're at 80%, so we're feeling pretty good about them. Um, but uh, we posted something, a little question for you all on our Twitter page and on our uh, Facebook page. Uh, and so I'll toss it over to you for see what kind of reactions we got to our, our question. Yes. Um, so we uh, put it out there for on social media to ask people what their favorite Star Wars references were that uh, occurred in other pieces of work, um, primarily movies, TV shows, things of that nature. Um, and so we just left it open and, and wanted to see what everybody 
uh, thought, if there was any kind of consensus, um, how many different interesting uh, suggestions could we get? Um, and so we have a few. Uh, do you want me to just kind of read through these, or how do we want to do that? Yeah, just, just go through them, and we'll react when we get there. All right. Well, the biggest one right off the bat um, was Kevin Smith. And you, uh, we've talked about doing an entire episode on Kevin Smith uh, at some point just because he's such a big Star Wars fan. Uh, and so many of his works um, reference the movies um, so deeply. Um, Jay and Silent Bob, I think the first one uh, was was the movie that came up a couple of times for folks um, with old, good old Cockknocker, Mark Hamill himself, uh, in the uh, villain role at the end of the movie. Um, and that's one that I'll always adore. Don't F with the Jedi Master, son. <laughs> that was one of the best lines to ever come out. I censored myself, but to hear Mark Hamill Skywalker say that was just like, yes. Now, and then a few moments later when uh, Silent Bob cuts off his hand and he just deadpan looks at the camera and goes, not a can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously Kevin Smith has, has leaned into Star Wars since his first movie. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think for people of our age, that's, that's a seminal moment of watching Clerks um, because that just landed – for a lot of us, um, at the exact right moment, we were the eight, the same age as those characters in that movie, um, trying to See, make ends meet and a crappy job. Now, here's my thing with the with why I think the clerks reference and their whole conversation about, you know, the, the stormtroopers getting blown up on the second Death Star, how they're independent contractors and stuff like <laughs> that. You know, and by the better ending, I mean. Luke gets his hand cut off, finds out Vader's his father, uh, hand gets frozen and taken away by Boba Fett. It ends on such a down note. I mean, that's what life is, a series of down endings. Um, that conversation is a conversation that you had with your friends over beers. That's the conversations we, ha you know, we have now. It's, it's a very, it, it was just a very organic, you know, conversation. Um, the rest of the Kevin Smith movies, it's like, all right, I got to put in a Star Wars reference. It's like, it's like I've been in a band before. I know that it's like at a certain point of the show, you got to say this joke. You've got to have this, you know, song because it's expected now. And so the rest of them, while I enjoyed them, they didn't land as well as that one. See, I would disagree only in defending the one big reference in Chasing Amy, which is when <laughs> I'm Jedi. It's the most insulting installment, you know. Yeah, yeah that, no, one, that one. Yes, because, I will do that one. But the reason, because it's it's at a comic book convention. It's a convention of Star Wars nerds and comic book nerds coming together. So, of course, they would take that, not just seriously, but to, like, the 10th degree. They, they go through the roof speaking about yeah. Star Wars and other kinds of geek stuff. That one was incredible. I mean, it mm -hmm. was just so smart mm -hmm. but uh yeah i mean obviously kevin smith has kind of made a career out of referencing star wars in film um and uh hey you know more power to him because he's uh provided a lot of memorable moments to all of us 
Um, the another big one that came up was obviously Spaceballs. <gasps> Ludicrous speed. Sir, we've never gone that fast before. I don't know if the ship can take us. What's the matter, Colonel Sanders? Chicken? Which lampooned the movie was essentially just dedicated to the movie. There wasn't a lot else in that movie that you could point to from other works. Though there were a few things like Planet of the Apes and things. Yeah. Um, but it was mostly a Star Wars send up. And uh, at times a brilliant one at that. Um, even though I was young when that movie, relatively young when that movie was released, I was still cracking up at uh the toilet humor and uh and some of the uh, raunchier bits do you guys have a favorite space balls moment Ooh. uh off the top of my head because i just referenced it yesterday when they're when they put in space balls did the, the the movie on vhs to try to figure out where the princess is and they get to <laughs> yeah. now now you know that's just yeah. a moment and then uh I mean, of course, Pizza the Hut. <laughs> my, I can't, I can't say my two favorite versions because they, they both swear. Um, they, but they're, you know, they're ones that I, it's the, um, when they're combing the desert. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's hilarious. Um, and then they're, uh, they're, you know, founded by Matanki. Um, I think that's a line that we all use. I just, it's not a Star Wars reference, it's Spaceballs moment. Those are my, you know, but the, the, the dead one was, you know, a, kind of a Star Wars reference, obviously. But um, uh, saw actually it, when I was at Star Wars Celebration, somebody had a dark helmet uh, cosplay and it was awesome. It was awesome. So that was fun. Oh, well, what's funny is, uh, so kind of tying everything, kind of the situation, there was a lot of rumors floating around over the weekend about martial law and here comes the National Guard. And whenever you start asking people, everybody said, oh, I heard it from so-and-so, heard it from so-and-so, which all that I kept replying to everybody with that was Dark Emma going, I was your father's brother's cousin's former roommate. Yeah. <laughs> what does that make yeah. us? Absolutely nothing. Nothing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic. I mean, it's, it's not... Um, it's not Mel Brooks's best work by any stretch, but um, there's there's so many classic gags in that thing that yeah. uh, look, Mel Brooks's changeup is better than ninety percent of other people's fastballs. That, that's that's a very good point. Well well said. Yeah. So then we'll uh, we'll transition into some uh, TV animation, um, Family Guy, and Futurama. So let's talk about real quick. I want to say I want to because this was it also says it's Family Guy. So I want to take away the the Star three Wars. the three parodies where they did you know A New Hope and you know uh, Empire Strikes Back and Jedi. So what what are your favorites just within the series itself? Because it had they were doing Star Wars references all the time, and that's what got Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm actually called them and said, "Hey, do you want to do just a straight a parody?" Long. So anyway, what are your what are your favorites just from Family Guy in general? Oh man, this might be a be better question for you, Aaron, because you're constantly bringing Family Guy <laughs> up on the show, and I 
I didn't watch a lot of it. So two off the top of my head that I always think of is when it cuts away to uh, the stormtrooper shooting at the firing range to a cutout of Luke Skywalker and he keeps missing. See, because, the one, sorry, go ahead, Fredo. And then the other one was when Peter is uh, Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I always think about the one where uh, like Vader's just going through his work day. And they show him. They show him in the shower, and there's this naked guy, but at the Vader helmet, just leaning, you know, with his hand leaning on the shower, and just letting the water hit his helmet. Um, so, I mean, like I said, it was those things. They just, they, it's kind of like what we talked about earlier, where they, they oh. take Star Wars and just put it into ordinary life rather than trying to totally lampoon Star Wars. There's also oh. one where Peter had a big beard and like. It, he's like, oh, look. And so these birds, like, I think formed a nest in his beard. And he said, oh, look, it's my, it's my kids. And one of them is Boba Fett. Um, <laughs> no, the, the, other, the other one I was thinking of is when they're supposed to be like a fight outside and everybody's like, no, no. And then they cut to the emperor. It's like, good. Let the hay flow through you. And Lois comes in and shoves him and goes, you're not helping. Yeah. No, that's a good one, too. So, like I said, just those little references. Um, that just come out of nowhere. Um, of course, the one I always it, there's one where Peter and uh, Quagmire are forming a uh, a band. They're a singing duet, and they're in uh, they're in Mort's uh, drugstore. And he said um, they're singing about his credit card debt. He says, "Tomorrow I might buy myself a dining room set or this Boba Fett." <laughs> and it's just yeah. you know, so yeah, it's just good. Uh, Aaron, when uh, when Peter's trying to uh, conduct the said the, the Tuscan Raider choir, yeah, no, the tenors are early, and then they all run away. Yeah, and they're like, they'll be back. They're easily startled, but they'll soon be back and in greater numbers. Oh, good. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. So yeah, no, there's just tons, and like I said, the but the the ones where they just straight up did the movie, uh, those are classics. I. I love them. Um, however, you could tell the Jedi one, they even said it from the outset that, hey, let's just get this straight. We're told we need to do this and we're tired. You know, so they just kind of dialed that one in. Um, but the the first two were just really, really good. Um, I'm not a fu- I'm not a future Rama guy, so uh, I'll let you guys talk about that one. Ooh, I'm trying to think. I mean, they've had uh, there was one episode where uh they're supposed to be like uh, going to battle against the alien armada, and they have the Millennium Falcon in there like, <laughs> well, for like a few brief shots. The the reference here was Jar Jar's head in a jar on Futurama, and that I think that came from Colesby, right? I'm sure. Uh, yeah, so it's not surprising because he was anti Jar Jar until he met me. So. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that that one came from Sean von uh, Jovi, a. Uh... A dedicated listener um but yeah um there, there's been a lot of references they they'll they'll stick them in the background like so you, you know you have to have a keen eye to see them they've like the turrets from the from the death star trench run things like that they'll they'll stick those in um people will be wearing like x-wing pilot helmets um when they go into battle and things like that um a lot of them are are like more subtle and more um more of an homage than just you know outright uh 
trying to play a prank or whatever. Um, uh, of course, all the, all, the, all the cops have lightsabers for uh, batons. Yeah, yeah, and they're always smacking people over the heads with them. <laughs> um, there's a yeah. There's actually I just um, I just read this one line, this gag from when they're getting smacked in the head by the lightsaber batons. Mm -hmm. uh, at one point, Leela says, "There's no need to use force." Match, you know, haha. -ha. Um, there's a Dianaga that appears in the uh, sewers of New York. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really fun ones. And uh, I just, uh, I am a, I am a, I was a big Futurama fan when, uh, when it originally aired and I kind of lost track of it. But even in those first four seasons, there were a lot of good references. Um, and then, you, uh, you know, the other thing with the animation, it was funny, we were talking earlier about Robot Chicken. Um, that was always a good one. And that was one that I really enjoyed a lot. Um, we were in kind of a Star Wars desert yeah. when some of those episodes aired. Um, and it was like almost appointment television. You're like, there's a Star Wars Robot Chicken episode coming out. Oh, my gosh, I have to, I have to record this. Well, my favorite is still the one where the Emperor takes a phone call from Darth Vader, where yeah. he's been doing laps around. You have oh, a yeah. leco. It does smell like leathery burnt bacon. bacon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's crying. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. What the heck's an aluminum falcon? Um, <laughs> so what, what's next on our list there? Actually, I know what's next on our list, and I remember when this reference came out. This was a big one. Uh, it was like a zeitgeist moment. Uh, Slave Leia in Friends. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, and that's just, I just love that line where he's like, you know, I'm talking about a certain Star Wars fantasy, and Chandler goes, Princess Leia in the gold bikini. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I was, I was, you know, I was 10 years old when Jedi came out, and, you know, it's like, it is one of those moments where, as you know, it, well, like, you know, I like this and I kind of know why, but I really don't know why, you know, type of a deal. So, but yeah, I don't know how much more no more we need to, you know, mention that. But, uh, you know, of course, yeah, without sounding like skeezy, gross old right. people. Right. Um, but yeah, for our generation, absolutely. That was one of those, you know, coming of age moments. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a joke that everybody could relate to, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh my gosh, yes, this is one of those things that um, I could totally buy um, somebody in our generation having this as, be their fantasy, um, and that you know that was that was the joke. So, um, but when you know Jennifer Jennifer Aniston at the end of the show shows up in the bikini, and you know. <laughs> So what, everybody's minds melted at that point. No, but here's but here's the the uber nerd that I was was upset because she's in the gold bikini, but she's got the buns on her head. I'm like, that's not right. No, it's not right. <laughs> it's not right. It's like, like, that's not getting peanut butter in my chocolate or chocolate in my peanut butter. That's just messing things up. You know, it's meanwhile. Like, I, David Schreiber's like doing the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, 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 oh. He's like, okay, okay, we get it, we get it. 
But yeah, you're right. Because you're right. Because at first you're like, well, she's got the bikini. But why she got the the buns? Yeah, it just was it was just not right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, let's oh, move on from this one. Uh, <laughs> next next one was uh, what what's the next one, Dave? Toy Story Two. Oh yes. Um, and if you if it's been a while since you've seen Toy Story Two, I, I can remind you they do a complete um, stealing of the "I Am Your Father" uh, riff from Empire Strikes Back with uh, Buzz Lightyear and uh, the evil his foe, the evil Zerg. Yeah, and yeah. it is uh, it's very humorously done. Um, and if again, if you haven't seen Toy Story Two in a while, you can go back and. Check it out. And can I say here, so on an, a one that was not, somebody didn't mention, but it kind of, you know, that I am your father thing, you know, is riffed in a lot of places. And one of the best references I thought I loved in Tommy Boy when he was, you know, <laughs> speaking into the fan, you know, that's, we've all, we all did that as kids, you know, it's like, hey, I can make a Darth Vader voice by, you know, speaking into the fan in a deep voice. And there was, you know, Tommy Boy, you know, Luke, I am your father, which is not the right line, but you know, yeah, I thought that was good. So, but so yeah, Toy Story 2. Anything yep. more to say about that one? Uh, I was kind of laugh at the end of the kind of payoff when when that Buzz Lightyear is playing catch. So like, I'm playing catch with my dad. And so it's like, <laughs> that's my boy. Because I just kept thinking, I'm in a weird way to end that pie. No, robot. Robot yeah. Chicken kind of hit on that one with uh, Vader and Luke doing all these father-son things. Yeah, it was. Mm -hmm. Anyway, well, the um, there was a series of books uh, that came out that were uh, Darth Vader and Son, uh, Darth Vader and Daughter, um, etc. Um, we bought those books for our kids to read with them, uh, and then within probably five minutes of, of purchasing said items or being gifted those items are like, well, this spoils the end of empire. <laughs> so we can't read these to them or even show them to them until, you know, they've seen empire strikes back. So, um, which as a, side, yeah. as a sidebar, have you ever seen those YouTube compilations of parents showing that moment to their kids? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's great. It's just all the little kid, the little minds blown. It's like their jaws just drop. It's like oh, he's he's lying, right? He's a liar. He's a bad guy. He's gotta be lying. Like, yeah, kid, I was there where you were. So let's let's last one on our list there. I, I'll have to admit this last one. I have no idea. I've never. I'm, I have no idea on this one. This one did come from Colesby, and it was the um, it was a Stargate reference where they mm -hmm. were speaking about immaculate conception. Uh, within their universe and they were and they were like this is frightening uh is is there any case on record of this having happened before and uh the characters in the room were like well yeah darth vader <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's a it's a shorty but it's a goodie and it kind of comes out of left field which can be the best ones, actually, because mm -hmm. if you're not expecting it, it can be, uh, you're like, oh, I know about that. Right. So let's, uh, let's go around the horn. What, what's some of your favorites that didn't, uh, that nobody mentioned? 
Uh, go ahead, Dave. No, you can go first. Okay, now I was just going to mention, I'm surprised nobody dropped uh, Austin Powers to the Death Star. When Dr. Evil says he's going to turn the moon, he's going to put a laser on the moon, he's going to call it a Death Star. And uh, Seth Green, actually, the son, goes, yeah, well, where to go, Darth? <laughs> and all the references to Star Wars are just sailing over Dr. Evil's heads, his head, because he can't get it. You know, uh, the the one that I was thinking about all day today was uh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go way back, and uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie, Strange Brew, when they're playing hockey, oh yeah, and like, and they're in black hockey gear, and he's he's <laughs> you know he's doing the whole Darth Vader stuff, and all the hockey players are, he's playing goalie, uh, and like all the players are coming up to him, and they all just stop, and he says, "The power of the force stopped you, you knobs," you know. It's just, <laughs> So it was great. It's just some, it wasn't, it was just like your friends just ripping off Jedi in the moment. So it was, it was really good. So yeah, Strange Brew, which is a good one, man. It was an homage to Hamlet actually. So it's just total ripoff of Hamlet. But anyway, uh, Dave, what's, what's one of yours? You know, I'll bring up um, Fanboys, which is kind of a, it's a story about Star Wars, so obviously there's going to be a bazillion uh, Star Wars references in it. Um, and I just like their confrontation that they had with the Star Trek geeks um, and, you know, how they ended up, like, destroying the statue and everything. No one calls Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No. Um that's one of my favorites. I feel like that's a movie that deserves net mention just because it was, um, um, it was like, so again, it came, it was a bit of a desert movie, wasn't it? Because it was after the three movies had already come out. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it was after, uh, episode one. So well, I think the original, they were filming before episode one and then they did it. Oh, now I have to look this up that when the announcement came, it just, they had to rewrite it? Or am I, am I mistaken? So this is a 2009 movie. Like, I, oh, okay. I remember, now I remember that. I remember it had not come out until after. Episode the, one. Ap, after all three. After all three, um, sure. Yeah. Um, but I don't know when it filmed. Let me see. No, it must, must have been from around that time, so. Yeah. Oh, seven. Oh, well, okay. it was, yeah, it wrapped in 07 and then it just languished um, because it went through a bunch of rights um, problems and then they, they recut the movie a couple of times. Yeah. So it had a troubled production, but I remember when it finally came out and I was able to watch it. I really enjoyed it. You know, another, another one I can't believe nobody mentioned was the Simpsons. And when little Ralphie Wiggins, you know, uh, they have they have to do a, a their assignment was to make a diorama, and he brings like a box of you know vintage Star Wars action figures mint in the package, and Principal Skinner goes, he's like, I can't believe it. It's like da 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 all these, and, and then he says, little Ralphie goes, What's a diorama? You know. So anyway, but then he's when he's running home, and he, he like trips and falls and like the package 
gets bent. He goes, "You bent my Wookie." Yeah. Yep. So that's a that's a famous line at this point. Um, back to the Future. Um, when he when he goes back in time and he's trying to convince his father to help him, he's like, "My I name don't... is my name is Darth Vader. I'm an extraterrestrial from, from Vulcan." Yeah. <laughs> he's playing Van Halen. Yeah. You know, and it's one of those things that's really kind of interesting because, um, you know, my wife teaches English and she's, you know, one, several years back, she was talking about, um, um, oh, the, oh, just the, the word escapes me now. But anyway, she was showing uh, different pictures, you know, and, you know, about um, uh, just, just as, you know, different archetypes, different uh, you know, references and things like that. And she showed a picture of Chewbacca and everybody in her classroom was like, Oh, it's Bigfoot. And she was just like, yeah, afraid you could see Fredo's face. Uh, but I mean, she was like, she can't believe it. She couldn't believe it that these kids, um, you know, even if you haven't seen, like I haven't seen certain movies, but I still understand the references. Mm-hmm. And Star Wars is one of those that how do you not, even if you don't like Star Wars, never seen a movie, how do you not know the reference of, how do you not know, like, Chewbacca? How do you not know, you know, the the I Am Your Father reference? How do you not know, you know, some of these things that have just become part of the, you know, culture, just, just our culture? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we're talking about. And that's why these things fit so well in, you know. Big Bang Theory has tons of these references. Um, I love how they have Bob Newhart as you know, you know Obi Wan Kenobi Force Ghost. You know, that's <laughs> that's fun. Um, but uh, yeah, any other references that were that we're missing? There's one in Captain America: Civil War. I don't know if that's one of the ones you've seen, Aaron, because I don't want to spoil it for you. Oh, it's if okay. You... No, I'm seriously. I don't want to spoil it for you. Have you seen that one? <laughs> I haven't seen this one, no, but I'll okay. probably forget about it by the time I see Civil okay. War. Go ahead. Um, uh, you would love it. So I don't, I'm not going to spoil that one for you. But anybody who has seen the movie, um, it involves uh, Ant-Man and them trying to d- defeat Ant-Man. Oh, yes. And, uh, and uh, Spider-Man and his relative youth. And uh, it's just, it's one of an, it's an all time great. And that's one that I'm not going to deprive you of, Aaron. Um, we're going to make you sit down and watch uh, Civil War. Um, and then Captain America Winter Soldier, too. That, that's another one where he gets a list of movies that he's supposed to check out. <laughs> he has, because he's been frozen on, the character's been frozen on ice for, you know, since World War II. He gets thawed. And so everybody encounters tells him, well, you've got to watch this. You've got to do this. You've got to listen to that. And so like he has this little notebook and he opens the notebook and you can see this list that he's keeping and, you know, Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, et cetera, are in there. Um, and I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy is just a straight up, you know, homage to Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, you know the MCU in general. There, there, there are some things in there. Guardians, like you said, is, um, you know, it's interesting, and that's that's one that we've t- uh, bothered Aaron about maybe sitting down and watching because it's um, oh, Guard- Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, the first but you've one. seen that one, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm not um, totally lame. I'm just only <laughs> a little bit lame. 
but that one was um it's interesting because it 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 was actually the comic predated star wars mm-hmm. the source material actually predates star wars so like from a certain point of view yeah you know star wars is riffing off of guardians of the galaxy my my last my last reference that I'll throw out is um, two of them actually come from South Park, and one was when the kids are they're all basically doing Lord of the Rings. They're all dressed as Lord of the Rings, and they have the big you know the council sitting there, and they turn. You have one kid wearing a stormtrooper helmet, and it's it yeah it's it that just makes me laugh because Cartman looks at him and says, "You're gonna have to McClunky this one," but he says. God, Kevin. <laughs> um, but then there, the other one was in uh, the Imagination Land um, trilogy that they did, where Butters has to save Imagination Land, and uh, like in that whole council, Luke Skywalker. It's like this council of fictional characters, and it's you know um, the the Lion from uh, uh, the Lion Witch in the Wardrobe, and you got. Um, I think Superman, you got uh, uh, Luke Skywalker. It's just it's just hilarious uh, just to see Luke Skywalker there. But anyway. Look, just on the top of my head, the last reference I kind of mentioned, this one kind of goes to uh, anime, Japanese animation. If you've ever seen stuff like Mobile Suit Gundam, one of the weapons that these giant machines will have are lightsabers. They'll just you know pull out this, you know, whatever meters long, electric thing and it'll light up into an electric laser sword so and it always made me go like oh wow they got lightsabers but there's a whole load of influences that Star Wars has put into Japanese animation that's just seeded all throughout these various uh, projects think about it these references go so far back we could just do this for hours Mm -hmm. Um, I I was just looking at another list and uh, E.T. was on there um, mm-hmm. Remember when they go trick or treating? Is Yoda? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, first Bueller, where uh, when the valets are joyriding in the car, uh-huh. uh, they they transition into that scene where the, the Star Wars theme is blaring as they're sailing through the air, and it's uh, it's so hilarious. Well, even Britt was reading a book, and I, I wish I could give you the title and the author right now, but she actually. Uh, tweeted at the author about it. It's like had a major Star Wars reference right out the gate, um, and yeah, so she was getting kind of geeked out over that. So mm-hmm. yeah, but there it is one of those things. I mean, Star Wars has become like we said, it's become part of our culture. It's become embedded, and mm-hmm. and it is it is one of those things. I can't believe that, like I said, kids will see a picture of Chewbacca and go, "Oh, it's Bigfoot!" Like really. I mean, but anyway, you know, so, uh, yeah, well, this was fun. We might, uh, so if you listen to this, we might be sending out more questions like this, you know, to, uh, get you guys, get, you know, get you guys to give us some fodder to talk about. Um, so it's not just us pulling ideas out of our cabooses. Um, but, um, before we leave, uh, New Orleans Saints news, um, well, I guess last week we did talk about getting, um, Malcolm Jenkins back, but since then, um well coach got better from coronavirus well i thought we'd signed somebody else big uh we signed uh who is it i forget hold on 
Uh, I know. I know we resigned Andrews Pete to a long deal. We signed uh, DJ Swearinger, who's a cornerback, and uh, Emmanuel Sanders, the wide receiver. That's the one. That's the one. Emmanuel Sanders. Yes. Yeah. We might actually have gotten our second two wide receiver, even though there people are saying he's going to be do more of a slot um, stuff. But he, what'd you say? He dropped 157 yards on us uh, mm-hmm. when we played them last. So yeah, he was he was beating our coverage. So let's that is, be. That is assuming that the NFL season is going on you know, as normal. Uh, so, yeah, I, I kind of think it's not. <laughs> no. My mindset, my mindset is they might, but nobody might be there to see it. It might be a TV only dynamic. I, uh, I think they're going to force it and then they'll get through like two, three weeks and then it'll be, Oh, we can't do this anymore. Sorry. <laughs> We're not making money. Well, that's, no, I mean they'll, no, they'll, they'll, they'll yeah. still be making money. It's it's the they won't be able to justify it. But yeah, we'll be hopeful. I mean, the Saints are built to win now, which is like the worst possible situation to be in if the season has to be canceled. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, who knows? Who knows what'll happen? So. Anyway, all right, cool. Anything else we want to say? Anything we're geeking out over? I mentioned the podcast. Uh, did, I, did I mention the podcast that I listened to today? Mm. No, you didn't. Yeah, I found uh, uh, somebody hit me to a new podcast. Um, it's called uh, The Boring Stuff, I think is what it's called. Let me look real quick. Um, uh, yeah, no, The Boring Talks. The Boring Talks um, from BBC Radio. And it's um, what people, basically really boring sounding topics. And it's like little 17 to 20 minute episodes of making it really fascinating. For example, one I listened to today was on pencils. Yes, it was on pencils. Um, Another one was on the difference in swearing between English and Hindi. Um, And uh, that was really kind of fascinating. with some other ones, uh, we talked about the sounds of computer games loading. This guy is just like the aesthetics of, you know, the chunk of a cassette or, you know, when you're fired up your Commodore 64 and things like that. And it's um, so, yeah, especially in this one, too, because like I uh, I love the like the mini video game consoles, like I'm obsessed with those things and but a lot of people don't like them and they don't like emulation and they don't like modern ways of playing games because it doesn't give you that same aesthetic feel. You're not you dropping have. a quarter in something. You're not pushing in right. a cartridge. Yeah. You're not pushing that cartridge into that uh, slot and hitting power. And yeah. So this podcast, though, this podcast, though, especially in this, you know, day and age when, like I said, the the news is what the news is. You know, it's great podcast to have on the background to make you just focus on really mundane things and finding beauty in the mundane. So I, I thought it was really interesting. So yeah, check it out. The boring talks. Yeah. And then just right quick, since you mentioned video games, I just told you guys. Uh, Oh, apparently. So we're going to get Episode 1 Racer, the old N64 game. It's going to come to the PlayStation 4 and the Nintendo Switch. And apparently also uh, Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy is coming to the Nintendo Switch. So if you like Star Wars video games, well, you've got a couple ones coming pretty soon. 
So that's what Fredo will be uh, geeking out over soon. Well, yeah, because right now it's all about Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we'll do a episode on video games soon. Um, mm. And a lot of that talk will probably be uh, old school, uh, at least for me and Aaron. But uh, yeah, no, I gotta, I gotta go finish up uh, Jedi Knight Fallen Order, Jedi Fallen Order first before we have it, because I can tell you what it's like. Yeah, it'll be, old, it'll be old school for me. I'm talking, you know, the eight bit Star Wars game, you know, that was just the the white lines and the tie fighter every now and again you know so uh, you remember the the big thing that you sat in it you know show oh, yeah. yeah so oh yeah they've re-released that have you seen these these arcade yeah. cabinets the yep. um what are they th- what are those things called oh my gosh um but they have no. the, the micro-sized cabinets yeah i've talked myself out of buying one because <laughs> <laughs> they're like three hundred dollars um and so it's like more affordable than buying an actual cabinet which would run you like a grand or two um and but there's a market for these things now people are playing them uh yep, and there's a star some, wars one yeah i got some 501st friends who have those yeah so so uh dave what else are you what are you geeking out because fredo said tiger king dave, oh yeah you... we're, we're watching tiger king um I'm playing my, you know, my retro video games. Um, uh, yeah, you know, it's having fun. The thing I'm upset about right now, um, the TurboGrafx-16 Mini got postponed. And that was the thing that, like, I was, like, one of, like, two people that I knew growing up that had a TurboGrafx-16. Like, nobody had this thing. And uh, and then that Konami announced that they were creating a mini console of this. I'm like, this is perfectly tailored for me. <laughs> and and then it got delayed because of the coronavirus. Um, so the PC Engine Mini, which is the Japanese version, is out, and it's getting mostly strong reviews. Um, but it's funny you go back to that sound thing we were talking about with the cartridges. Um, this 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 mini console like simulates what it's like to put the card in the system it makes that like same sound like i don't know they recorded the sound of somebody punching the card into the system so you oh, wow. get that same textural sound when you boot up a game which i'm like oh that's a beautiful touch i love that but, but you know that i mean so this could uh, yeah this is now extending this episode a little bit but that's that's all about really anything. It's like anybody who let's let's just take whiskey. You know, anybody who likes whiskey, you know, and you you get you know you're not they're not going to buy the bottom shelf, you know, cheapest whiskey. You know, you get a you get a really good whiskey, then it's about how it smells. It's about how it, you know, feels. It's about how it's, you know, it's all these experiences. And, you know, like you said, playing video games, when I think about, you know, Donkey Kong is my favorite game ever, but it has less to do about the game and more about the, you know, the memories of being there with my brother or putting a quarter up on the machine, you know, to say I'm next or, you know, dropping the quarter in the feel of the buttons, you know, it's, it's all those things. So, yeah, I, I'm with you with those, the emulators. It's like, it was great. I had a, you know, 
Donkey Kong emulator on for my Mac, but it was not the same, you know, and it's not the same playing it on Nintendo either, you know, but when I see an arcade, you know, an arcade cabinet somewhere, then it's like I'm transformed, you know, because all those, like I said, it's everything. It smells and it's, you know, textures and it's, you know, it's just everything. So, yeah. But you know what's also is? It's the way you interact with it. Because when you're at that an arcade on a console, I mean, whether you're doing a fighting game, a racing game, whatever, you're mashing those buttons. You're turning that that joystick. You are, you know, especially as a kid, you're throwing your whole body away behind some of this stuff. You know, as an adult, you're not going to take your laptop and be mashing the button as hard as you can because you because <laughs> that's going to get you that half second closer to winning. Yeah. Because okay, yeah, you won. Oh, I need to bring this into get a repair now. No, there was there was a bit of abuse that we did against those those uh, arcade machines. Well, cool. All right. Well, good discussion tonight. And uh, like I said, everybody, hope you're staying uh, staying safe and healthy. In a way. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't go see anybody. You know, utilize whatever you know video chat capabilities, or call somebody on a phone. I mean, you can talk to your neighbor across the street. You know, actually, my neighbor. We have a we have a vacant lot in between us, and we just talk over the lot. It's like. You know, World War One or something. You know, <laughs> get a bullhorn. Get a bullhorn. Just start talking to people across the street. So, but uh, but anyway, yeah. Keep yourself safe, and uh, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll get through this sooner than later. But uh, until then, uh, I guess we will say our normal who dat, who dat, who dat, who dat, and uh, yeah. Well, take care. Bye. My monkey.